Hey friend, welcome to Sweat and Yoga's Love the Skin You're In podcast, where we sweat for a workout and yoga to feel something new. I'm your host, Sanchana Sonnenberg, lover of sweat and all the feels, sitcom junkie, hoop earring enthusiast, and your realistic health and fitness bestie. Health and fitness has sort of been hijacked by the entertainment industry, and I'm ready to take it back so we can all learn to love the skin we're in and learn to listen to our bodies. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about calories in versus calories out. Is this a good way to lose weight? Stay tuned. As usual, let's start with three things I am grateful slash thankful for. Reminder, I do this to remind myself to be thankful and also because I want you to sort of take a moment, sit down, think about even the little things that you could be grateful for today. Maybe pause the episode, maybe think of something along the lines of something I say, whatever, just be grateful. Let's do it. So number one, honestly, I have been jiving with the free meditations that are available on YouTube. I love me some like good breath work and I love to sit in silence and sit and meditate in that way but sometimes I just want to be like guided through hypnosis of sorts loving it I have been loving Madeline Reinhardt's channel recently I will leave it in the show notes no ad no affiliation whatsoever the girl does not know who I am but I'm just, I love her voice. It like really guides you in and out of the hypnosis slash meditation really nicely. Loving it. Um, egg yolk coffee is my number two. Um, if you follow me on the gram, you will see pretty frequently that I post about this. But um, Noelle Overy, I want to say, um, is the person that I saw. I saw it on her Instagram feed and I will leave her Instagram down below. She is really big in the pro-metabolic eating world. Oh, love her feed, love everything about her. She's a wonderful soul, wonderful human being. So yeah, leave that also in the show notes. And number three, the sunshine. It has been super nice and sunny the last couple of days here. And <clears throat> luckily our place that we're staying has like a lot of windows just staring at the sun it is gorgeous and I think I was a little bit low on vitamin d for a bit there so soaking it in I'm soaking it in also it makes filming my workouts for my pinterest and my email list so much easier like it's crazy I don't have to haul the big lights out it just it makes life easy it's awesome I love it I've been loving it Anyways, like I said, take a second now. Think about three things you're grateful for this week. It can be something super simple like you're breathing. Yeah, yep, you are. That's it. All right, on to today's question. I got this question also from an email subscriber. Remember, you can always submit your health and fitness questions in the Google form that'll be in the show notes and I will try and get to them on the show ASAP. But their question was, what calories should I aim for if I'm trying to lose body fat? Honestly, there was a ton of questions regarding calories, calories in versus calories out. How many calories should I aim for? How many calories am I personally, like Sanchana, aiming for? Um, Things like that. So I thought let's do a little epi on this and talk about it. The simple, simple, simple answer is in a perfectly balanced, uncompromised system, 
yes, calories in versus calories out is the formula you want to aim for for reduction of body fat. So I don't know this person's specific current calories or the health of their metabolism, so I can't answer exactly. Definitely, definitely always encourage you to work with someone one-on-one, someone that can see you, someone that can ask more detailed questions, that can understand what's going on with your body a little bit better in that one-to-one format. Um, But especially with Corona, it's a little bit harder to do that. And then, you know, if you don't have the resources and things like that, this will be this podcast will be some guidelines to get you started that you can build off of so you can figure out what your caloric needs are at the moment and then you can again snowball from there see where it takes you additionally so simple answer in a perfectly balanced system yes calories in versus calories out is the formula even in a compromised system calories in versus calories out may work for a limited amount of time depending on where your hormones are at and what's going on with your body so but there is there is a big difference in what goes on with your body when you have a compromised versus uncompromised system so in this podcast i'm going to break it into two parts the first part we will talk about a balanced and metabolism and a well rounded metabolism and the calories in versus calories out model and then in the second part i will talk about a damaged metabolism honestly if i'm being 100 percent honest most people that have been on some kind of diet on some kind of anything are dealing with at least a little bit of a damage to their metabolism um, and then additionally, there's so many other environmental factors that we can't control, like mold and housing or, um, you know, even like food imbalances and, and like specific circumstances, you know, even just your parents smoking can actually throw off your metabolism for the future, your hormones and the way that your body reacts to stressors. So we will kind of discuss that a little bit and we will talk about how we can weed out and see where we're at. One of the things we're going to be speaking about throughout this podcast is tracking, food tracking, and especially to figure out what foods might be interrupting our optimal metabolism glow up. So if that's something you're hoping to narrow down, make sure you grab the free food tracking instruction ebook slash tracking sheet at sweatnyoga.com forward slash food tracking, all one word, or check the show notes for the link. All right, let's get back to the episode. side note as I was writing out the points I wanted to hit in this podcast I realized that I was saying things like healthy versus unhealthy compromised versus uncompromised etc which to many people myself included automatically equates like a less than feeling and programming I couldn't come up with a kinder slash less programming word for it so I alternate between you know compromise uncompromised healthy unhealthy balance unbalanced but none of those words mean less than in any way shape or form it just means it has been in an environment that has been really taxing on it whether that's something we did physically or just an environment we couldn't even control that we can't even we don't even necessarily have like the pinpoint to something like mold smoke 
damp, lack of natural daylight, etc. are things that can affect our hormones and our environment and our body's ability to produce specific things. All that to say, while those words seem negative and harsh, you have to remember as we talk about this, your body's so magical and it goes out of balance and compromises your metabolism or immune system or whatever else to keep you safe and alive. It's doing all of this to protect you. It's compromised itself and its function to keep you functioning. So no hating on it. Additionally, healthy slash unhealthy is really a scale and not exactly a clear cut. No one's body's perfect. Like maybe if you live in a hut in a mountain, grow your own food and hunt. But even just the fact that we have Wi-Fi right now to listen to this podcast or to produce this podcast means we're a teeny bit compromised. It's just the cost of living in today's society, in this modern world, and our goal is to get closer to the healthiest versions of ourselves we can be without, you know, restricting and eliminating and, like, deleting ourselves from society, right? Like, we just want to slightly reduce the burden it has to bear, okay? So just keep that in mind as we talk about this. It's not, like, a good versus bad thing. Think we sort of get caught up in that and it's hard to distinguish. Okay, now let's talk calories and healthy metabolism. By healthy metabolism, I mean you've like never taken a diet pill or laxative, never done any sort of crazy restricting diet. Lord, remember the cabbage juice diet? The things we did to our systems. Anyway, uh, you've never lived in a moldy house in a prolonged period of time. You don't have PMS. You don't have regular headaches, things like that. These are all signs that something's going on in your body. Ultimately, in a perfectly healthy, I'm using like the Joey Sorry quotes system, quality of food matters more than anything else. So while yes, a thousand calories is a thousand calories, a thousand calories of Skittles versus a thousand calories of grapes is going to make a big difference in what your body's able to produce with it and what it's able to do with it and how it's able to send it through your system, how much burden is going to be on your liver, and then how compromised your immune system is going to be in the future. Again, I've mentioned this a million and a half times, but Skittles are not evil. Oreos are not evil. This isn't like a bad food versus good food. It's just that understanding that having a bowl of grapes is going to give your body all of these beneficial other micronutrients, not just necessarily the calories. Whereas the Skittles, yeah, maybe it's a burst of energy because it's like some quick sugars, but it ultimately your body can't, is probably still going to be craving things and isn't going to be nourished from a bowl of Skittles. So not to say don't eat the Skittles, just to say, you know, have some grapes too. Have a balance of those things and understand that eating the Skittles, it's you're eating them because you're enjoying them, not because this is something that your body needs in order to survive. Unless you're on a desert island and that's the only food you have, then by all means eat the Skittles. Um, Like I remember a friend of mine was losing weight for her wedding and she was so, so concentrated on calories. Um, And I kind of mentioned to her that I think with a healthy metabolism personally if you are looking to track something tracking macros um, would be a lot more beneficial and she didn't even know what macros were 
So um, we'll discuss that in a second. But this worked for her for a period of time. Unfortunately, as soon as her wedding was done and she went back to her regular style of eating because that's what she was craving, she was just restricting. Unfortunately, she gained all the way back and then some. Now, macros are fats, proteins, carbs. That is your like macro breakdown. And if you download something like MyFitnessPal or there's tons of macro calculators online, this is something that you need to play with for what works best for you. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of tracking macros either. If I'm being 100% honest, I just think it's a better system if you are looking to track something. And in particular, tracking that you're getting enough protein. So if you're looking to start somewhere and you believe that you have a healthy system, then starting with tracking protein, macros in general, but starting with tracking protein, if you're really looking for like you're a numbers person, I think it's a great start. Um, Especially if you're not looking to hire like a coach or a nutritionist, you don't have the finances or whatever. I would suggest ditching the calorie counting altogether and in particular, make sure you hit your protein macros because your body uses protein at a much slower pace. It's a lot more of like a sustainable fuel in your body. So you won't end up with the crash at like 8 p.m. and deep dive your face into a box of chocolate. Again, nothing wrong with that. It's just understanding where those things come from. I want to do a full episode on binge eating because um, I did get a lot of questions on that as well. And we will discuss like the emotional portion versus like the physical portion of what we need in that episode. But yeah, just again, making sure you hit your protein in particular goals, but your carbs and fats as well. And then, you know, if you're still hungry at the end of it, like your body's telling you you need something. So yeah, eat the Skittles if you want them. Anyway, if you are doing something where like a specific lean, again, using the sorry quotes, Joey sorry quotes is required like you're a rower and you just hit a certain weight class or something along those lines and you have a healthy metabolism yes cutting calories will work for your body to lean out you need to make sure you offset any workout you do with enough calories so your body doesn't start producing stress hormones and start holding weight as a protection barrier so you don't want to cut down like a thousand calories a day You want to cut down nice and slowly so that your body gets used to the less and less calories and starts to remove body fat as opposed to burning muscle. My suggestion on how to do this is finding out where your current calories, where they're at, and by like just track like a couple days in a row. So spend like Monday to Wednesday tracking your calories, your average calories. And then if you hit say 2,500 calories a day on average, just cut back by like 100 to 150 calories this should minimize the stress on your body and like your body will become more efficient at using the calories that you are giving it rather than trying to like save up in case we're in actual danger and we're actually starving like unfortunately your system is still wired to like a criminal primal primal that's what i'm that's the word i'm looking for like a primal aspect so when it's denied food it starts to store fat and burn muscle because muscle burns more calories and it's just trying to become more efficient um so yeah so overall if your goal is losing weight and it's for like something specific then this is what i would suggest if your goal is losing weight 
but it's not specific as I mentioned something like a rowing cut or whatever where you need to hit a certain weight class and you're just starting but you believe you have a healthy metabolism you want to make it sustainable personally I say ditch the whole calorie counting thing as I mentioned previously measure your protein and work on adding in lots of micronutrients that will meet your body's nutritional needs Um, and those you'll actually notice will leave you feeling fuller longer so something like a really really nice stew with lots of root veggies and like a bone broth you're going to be fuller from that significantly longer than if you just hit the same amount of calories but you ate oreos right eating real food is the key rather than spending time tracking your calories and you know whatever else just spend time doing some prep of like fruits and veggies and real meat and bone broth and things like that as well as reading labels Um, that's another big one so as I mentioned in the previous podcast two big things to ask yourself when reading the label is how many ingredients does it have and how many of the ingredients do I know that's it that's what I would suggest with a healthy metabolism Now, on to a compromised metabolism and how it relates to calories. Unfortunately, when our metabolism is out of whack because it's been trying to protect us, so again, it doesn't mean, compromise doesn't mean bad, it just means it's been trying to protect us, so it's compromising itself in order to keep us functioning as optimally as it can. And this can be from a large variety of things, as I mentioned, definitely not something to beat yourself up about. It can be your genes in addition to your environment as well. So um, epigenetics is something that I find super fascinating where like a lot of us possess certain genes, but the way that we, our lifestyle and the way, the, the way that we do things kind of chooses whether to turn them on or not. So you can definitely choose which genes turn on. So if your metabolism is compromised, you may actually gain weight the more you cut calories or even worse, it might start breaking your body down and create other health and immune issues. Even though you're quote unquote eating healthy, you're just not eating enough of it and your body is going into fight or flight. So we need to work on healing the metabolism first. And unfortunately, this doesn't have an exact formula since I believe we're all different. And additionally, even if we all started in the exact same place, we have been exposed to different toxins, different environments, different um, climates, like a million different things and a million different stressors on our bodies. And that, that can mess with our optimal balance. And it's really, really hard to pinpoint what it is. Um, I remember when I first started following the autoimmune paleo diet, like this was probably close to 10 years ago, the pounds, like I I had just gotten, we were living in a really moldy house and at the time I had no idea. Honestly, mold is something that everybody talks about now and it's like a lot more mainstream, but at the time this was not something anybody really mentioned and I was getting... I had also just come off of birth control. Like it, it was just like a slew of things that my body was dealing with. And <clears throat> I was like gaining weight, but I, I can't even really describe it because I still wouldn't, like if you saw me, you wouldn't be like, oh, you're fat. It was more, um, it was like a puffiness. 
it wasn't a healthy gain of weight. It, it was just, it's very hard to describe. If you have my 70 Glow Up ebook, you see my change. Um, and that, that was at probably the tail end of that. The picture in that ebook is probably the tail end of um, the start of like all the issues I was having. So yeah, I was just getting, like, I was just puffy. And I remember I started eating autoimmune paleo and I was having like two bulletproof coffees a day. And the pounds slash puffiness just started melting off, which blew my mind because I was eating like a ridiculous, I was probably eating a thousand pounds, a thousand calories and like just coconut oil and butter from my two um, bulletproof coffees. So yeah, it, I was dealing with so many things like mold poisoning and stuff that my body was getting blocked from getting the nutrition it needed and as this was like sort of creating space for it I mean my poops after those bulletproof coffees like girl Mm-mm-mm. but anyway anyway I just I think that different things are needed at different stages in our life so for example if you start eating vegan and your body is thriving like you have a ton of energy you have oh goodness like all the things your skin is glowing then continue until you notice that your body needs something else you just need to learn how to be in tune with what your body needs right so for example pro-metabolic eating is all the rage right now and while i 1000 percent agree with it for certain metabolic injuries i don't believe it works fully for everyone so for example for myself like 10 years ago when i was dealing with candida coming off of birth control mold poisoning other parasites like i had like a million things i still have um something i still struggle with personally is that i still have um the silver fillings and i believe that actually is like one of them fell out and that's when a lot of my health issues started so you know things like that i don't believe that feeding a lot of the things that pro metabolic eating believes uh, feeds the host would have fed me so um, like quick simple sugars dairy things like that would not it, it would not have functioned it would not have worked well for my body at that time I remember like tomatoes are something that we in pro-metabolic eating are like they're basically like a fruit they're considered really um, good for our system I love tomatoes and I remember eating one while my body was struggling through all of this and I literally broke out in a head-to-toe rash now that that's all subsided and i have healed my gut and i've slowly very slowly like it took four years um very slowly have like baby stepped my way to a healthy metabolism now i eat tomatoes several times a day a lot of the time because i just love them but at the time it was not something my body could function with right so yeah so again you have to sort of do a little bit of testing and figure out what your body's craving for right now and and don't be dogmatic about any sort of diet this is one of the things that i i think most people struggle with is that when they become vegan they identify with vegan when they become keto they identified with keto but what your body's craving out of keto or what your body's craving out of the autoimmune paleo diet might be things that you're missing and once your body gets enough stores of them it might be craving something else that you've maybe been missing so you know i'm never a fan of cutting out any food group forever but for a period of time i think there's nothing wrong with that to try and give your body a break and let your body recover so how do you go about deciding what works best for you if you believe your metabolism is compromised. 
first and foremost, I know this goes against the topic sentence of this podcast, but do not go on a caloric deficit. Undereating can send your body into some serious stress fight or flight responses, and we want to keep your motor running smoothly. Like Phil Dunphy says, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Next, you want to keep a food journal. I'll link my free printable and my new ebook with instructions in the show notes. I made it specifically for this podcast so that you have something to keep track of, but basically you want to keep track of your energy levels, your pulse, things like that during, uh, during, before, during, and after a meal. And you want to see if anything is messing with, if there are are common threads of food triggers and foods you can eliminate to begin with and then slowly reintroduce later. With a compromised immune system or metabolism, the big ones usually are gluten and wheat, dairy, simple sugars, and soy. But that's not an exclusive list. Like I know people that celery triggered them. So we are all unique. Um, yeah, so that's number two. Number three, we want to add in some root veggies to repopulate our healthy gut prebiotics. And this is something that I think pro-metabolic eating has like on the nose. So eating like a couple of raw carrots a day, that shiz is going to help you. Um, and then much like with a healthy metabolism, focus in on adding in real food and eliminating as many processed foods as you can. Again, nothing wrong with it. Just if you're limited in the amount of time, energy, etc. you have to eat, trying to keep that those calories as beneficial to your body as possible. But again, you don't need to go all crazy with it. If you want to sit down and eat a muffin as a fun activity and you're driving or watching a movie or whatever in a low stress state, low stress state, then no reason not to. Just keeping in mind if you're tracking to track how you feel and if it's setting off something for you. Then at the end of the week, adjust as necessary. Keep what's working for you, ditch what isn't. Um, And edit until you have a diet and a lifestyle that works for you and your lifestyle and it keeps you happy and healthy. I will do a full breakdown on diet, like different diets at some point because I get a lot of questions about what diet should I be on, what diet should I be eating, what kind of diet do you eat. But for the time being, if you're just working on your metabolism, focus on not under eating and keeping in mind what's working for you and what's not. Alright, so general summary. A caloric deficit is only beneficial to your body if you're using all of the calories and nutrients optimally and you're not in a stressed state. So I'll talk more about an optimal eating environment in the free food tracking journal, but make sure you head over to sweatandyoga.com forward slash food tracking to grab it or check for the link in the show notes. But yes, it is only beneficial under that. So you want to actually build up your immune system unfortunately that might mean you might gain a little bit of weight for a little bit of time you might gain a little bit of fat for a little bit of time but for an overall health longevity and for not just going on a yo-yo diet this is going to be super beneficial so you want to heal up your metabolism first and then you can go on a slight caloric deficit nice and slowly to remove that excess body fat but you know what if you get there you might not actually care that much just saying. Anyway, 
thank you so much for joining me today i hope you loved this episode and you got some amazing takeaways for your health and yeah make sure you subscribe so you know as soon as new episodes are up and share this episode with a friend if you think it'll be beneficial to them so we can all get healthy in a realistic way and love the skin we're in I'd love for you to take a moment and tell me what you'd like to see more on the show by either filling out the Google form in the show notes or writing a review. And all the links that I mentioned throughout this epi will be in the show notes. So catch you next time, friend.